On this episode, we're sitting down with my dear friend, Sergey, Emmy Award-winning New York-based TV journalist and show correspondent for National Geographic. I thought this was going to be a great interview for many reasons, and one of them was because Sergey holds a master's degree in broadcast journalism. What I didn't expect was for Sergey to start interviewing me during his integration. How are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> did you sleep well last night? I did. You know, um, it, it's interesting that you mentioned this about work because there are layers, right? Layer one is like, I got to make a living. I got to pay my bills. I got to like do my responsibilities. Another thing is it's also a source of meaning for people, right? Like we make up our own meaning. And so like people go like, what, what are you? I'm a teacher. I'm a journalist. I'm a doctor. I'm a yeah. whatever. So like they kind of create their own story based on what they do and what they get yeah, it's paid called to role do. play man right exactly well, so, so so right and, and so don't get caught up in it <laughs> right so so people like need money people need an identity that they <sighs> feel That's danger like, right You're, it's danger <laughs> so people need an identity but that's meaning, the problem that we're dealing with here they they feel we're dealing that scared without it right Right, and because what, what am I is, like? Who am I? That's the question that everybody right. wants. To. Now, if you over-identify with this role, you get kind of stuck because you think that's it. I'm the totality of the role, and I can't be bigger. Right, this role has been kind of scripted in, and it's got defined parameters. And now I'm wearing this role, and now I find myself in a box, and I can't be more than my role. Well, that's, that's when the, the role downside. takes over. You know, what? that's when the role takes over, which is inevitable. But the, the question here is: Here like, you are saying you... I'm afraid to put this role down. I'm not afraid. I'm um... sure you are. <laughs> I am afraid. No, it's like I'm afraid to be without. Right? What? What? If uh, I don't have money to pay for my apartment, yeah. am I going to get kicked Fear's out? Fear's like, a hell I... of a drug, man. Fear's it's a hell true. of a drug. It's true. It's true. So seriously, how do you feel? How do you feel right now? Physically or mentally or both? Everything. Give me what you got. So I should probably preface this with. This experience comes a half a year after another experience that I had with ayahuasca. This experience meaning you had a plant medicine journey, yes? Yes, I had a plant medicine journey. When was uh, this? This was like uh, less than 24 hours ago now? This was less than 24 Amazing. hours ago. Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, that was a mushroom journey, a psilocybin journey. Okay. Uh, versus another journey that happened half a year ago okay. uh, with ayahuasca. Okay, so it's hard to speak about this experience independently of the previous experience because so much of it overlaps. And that one felt so much stronger than this one. It's almost like the main surgery was performed by ayahuasca and this was just like follow-up physical therapy. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. In terms of like the depth of spiritual, emotional, psychological, physical impact that it had on my life. Yep, right? yep. So after this journey that happened within the past 24 hours, it's funny because I was preparing myself for the worst because yeah, I had friends right. who had like really challenging experiences. And I think preparation played a huge role in it. You know, so I was preparing Always for two does. weeks. So for me, it was actually a very pleasant journey. I actually enjoyed it. It was amazing. Shh, don't tell anyone that could happen, please. <laughs> don't, don't. I actually had a fantastic time. It felt expansive, right? Like one sure. of my intentions was to expand my conscious experience beyond what it has been, right? And so I, I was just like, well, you know, what if the dark stuff shows up? Like, you know, and, and right. one was to expand, one was to to basically encounter what I didn't know, I didn't know. 
Yes. Right. And so I was like, well, some of that stuff could be dark. Some of that would be right. like scary and horrible. But just the willingness to go into the kind of unknown of it all takes it off the table almost. Exactly. I was like, okay, bring on the dark stuff. And so my mind mm -hmm. would be like, okay, you want the dark stuff? And I'm, I'm afraid of snakes, for example. Like snakes would show up. I'm like, oh, come, come at me, snakes. And, and they would just crawl all over me and it would be like, actually pleasant. Right. Instead of running from it, exactly. right, you went toward it and it basically had a very different quality than what you may have anticipated prior to the experience, right? So that, yeah. that's, that's beautiful. So it's possible that a lot of the heavy lifting was done during your last ceremony, right? Yeah. And yeah. here you are kind of advancing from that stage, right? You didn't have to relive what was already resolved. There would be no point, right? right? Why, why traumatize you when you already got the trauma out of the way? Right. Right. So now you are advancing from that point and now you're already having, you know, a, a colorful journey, right? Filled with lots of, you know, images, visuals, fractals, you know, you see the expansive nature of the universe. Tell me more about what that looks like. Like, what does the universe look like? It's wonderful. It, it really is. Um, what was absolutely just spellbinding is light, right? And so mm -hmm. you're just in these multi-structures and you're kind of trying and this to... is with your eyes closed correct right so correct. so right your eyes are shut and you're seeing a vivid array of color and pattern and actual structures like it felt like i was in a multi-story kind of not a building but like a, a construction that i was sure. kind of navigating within and and so so patterns. there's a complexity to it right Totally. An and intelligent design, if you would. Absolutely. Did you ever experience this before in any one of your uh, ceremonies? You know, in the previous one, the only other one that I've had, it overwhelmed me. It was actually unbearable last time. Yep. You know, uh, my experience was like I was like begging for it to stop and fighting for my life and resisting it until I stopped resisting it and then beautiful things came. Oh, uh, okay. But some of the stuff was scary. I think a big one in terms of things that I noticed for myself from this experience, I recognize that most of the value I'm probably not even conscious of because I think most of it happened That's on a sub fair sub subconscious level. And so whatever my consciousness is able to grab at, like <laughs> I recognize this is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Yes. But the one thing that just stayed with me is that maybe this was not about reliving that whole overwhelming experience. You said like, if you see something scary, go at it. And so maybe what I needed now, it's a training in surrender and not being afraid. Right. I was so prepared for facing my fears that they kind of didn't show up because they were like, we don't need to because you're prepared. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it was so interesting to me because I was so ready for the dark and horrible stuff and it just never came. And I was like, well, what are you dark right. and horrible? And I was you, trying you to You were pre-surrendered. Right? right. So you're pre-surrendered. So maybe it's not necessarily exclusively the medicine. Maybe it's a combination of medicine plus surrender. Right. right. Because you just mentioned that your last experience, you were resisting for all of this time until you finally gave up the resisting part. And then your journey kind of took a turn at that point. Right. So it was the willingness and ability to surrender, to not resist. And so here you are coming into a ceremony without that component present within your consciousness, right? Where there is no resistance, I am 
I'm all in and I'm all open and I'm fully surrendered before I even get into it. And all of a sudden you're having a dramatically different experience, which you're feeling and saying is lighter, easier, filled with colors. Actually so, enjoyable. Like, right on. So, <laughs> you know, maybe it's not exclusively the medicine. Maybe the medicine is teaching us how to surrender. And I don't mean surrender in kind of a Western sense where we wave the white flag and we're like, I give up my territory. No, 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 no. It's a different level of surrender. It's a surrender of the role right to allow the intelligent design behind it all to navigate my experience i'd almost say an unclenching because like if you're like gripping something right. and then you unclench your 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 grip right. and then you let go not as in i give up all my power and now i'm powerless because i've just given it all away like that's what people understand when you say surrender right but you're it's, letting it's go like into a relaxed you're stopping setting you're stopping the grabbing of the stuff that you don't need and you're right relaxing into a state of ease so that's a great way to reframe it, it feels right? amazing so the medicine is teaching us how to do that within the medicine space not exclusively to use that tool in the medicine space because it recognizes that we're in the medicine space seldomly, right, for a short period of time to learn this tool so we could apply it to the grander ceremony of life where we find ourselves in 24-7 for the most part, 365. That's the challenge. Like in the moment, you feel amazing. Everything makes sense as in it makes sense to stop trying to make sense out of everything, right? Right, just so, be, right. be so, a passenger on the ride. You know, and then like you say, the, the, the hamster wheel kind of like winks at you and it's like, hey, you know, want to pay your rent? Come, come hither, you know? And so you do. Um, and so how do you integrate that learning into real life? Right. Like when you read a textbook, how do you then make it part of your life where it enhances and enriches your life? Right. So the trick is it's already done. Exactly. The trick is, right, to not think myself out of it because I am integrated. Like it happened. I had my experience and here I am now back in this body, mind on the physical plane. It's done. Like right. literally it's been done. But now if you want to think about it, if you want to draw conclusions and you want to come up with scenarios and, you know, all these hypothetical what ifs, now you're just thinking yourself out of it, right? out of this isness, and now you need an integration. Right. So if we could unwind that a little bit, it's like, well, what did we learn? We learned very simply that, you know, these roles are interchangeable. We can get caught up in them very easily. The simplicity of it is to unclench, right? To let it go. It might be this role again, or it might be the new role. I don't know, but I'm just going to surrender to what's going on in the moment. If it's going to be a hard moment, if it's going to be a pleasant moment, I'm ready for it. I'll embrace it. Meaning I'm embracing all of it. Whatever comes, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to do it without the rigidity of this role that tells me I have to do it this way or that way, or this is good, that is bad, without all of the judgment and bullshit that's associated to the role, right? Because the role, again, was defined, let's say, by whoever wrote the script. And that role exists for a very specific reason, and it comes with it all of its backstory. So if I put that down, I don't have to be governed by those rules and regulations I surrender this role that I've built up for myself and I just breathe my way through it and I embrace it all, whatever comes. Isn't that what the medicine space requires of us to go into the medicine space? Yes. And so then how do you, well, because when do we stop, but when do we make the assumption that the medicine has stopped and quote unquote life has begun? 
who's drawing this line in the sand? Right, we do <laughs> because for what reason, right? <laughs> right. Well, because like right. So, so for for example, I go to India and I meditate. Right. So I, I for that particular week and a half or whatever that I'm there, I know I can get up at six o'clock. I can meditate. It's a different times. type of role, right? <laughs> it's a different type of role, right? Like so, there I have no problem getting up early. No problem giving up meat or alcohol. No problem, you know, just kind of sitting and and shutting up for hours at a time. Right. And, and all of that feels so natural there because you've carved out time for this play that you're going to be an actor in for the next week and a half. Because you're a great actor and you own your role, right? right Holy, right. you're like, I'm going right? to do and this And so then way. you go like, well, that felt great. How, and then you come back to, right. to your city where you live and you're like, okay, you know, your employer calls you and you're like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And you're like, well, if you don't, well, then you just don't keep your job and good luck being Zen without right. an income, for example, right? Like, so, and then you kind of go like, well, maybe there's a hybrid type of existence that you can construct for yourself where yes. you actually can... Integrating different roles, right? Right. Into so a new one. for me, for example, I was like, okay, let me just see what happens if I actually do get up, you know, 45 minutes earlier and meditate in the morning before I even look at my phone. That's been a challenge. But <laughs> when I have succeeded... Yes. the day is dramatically different. Right. Even as I'm playing the role of a person being employed by a certain company to do certain things, some of them high stakes things, right? Where people's emotions and expectations and repercussions of you not doing what you're supposed to do are high. If you take a moment to remind yourself of that space before you jump on stage, quote unquote, you yeah. know, to play your role, then that is a better experience. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But again, be cautious with these words better and success because right. they automatically imply the opposite, right? So to think one thing is better, that means there must be a worse out there. And to think that there is a success means there must be a failure, right? Because it, the word can't live without its polar opposite. Otherwise, it has no value. It has no meaning, right? right? So be cautious with that because that also is a form of role play. Right. That's a lack of surrender and acceptance, because if I think this is the successful way, then any other way perhaps may be deemed failure. And if I don't experience it this way and I experience it that way, I'm you know, saying, oh, poor me, I failed. No, 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 no. That was perfection, too. Like shift your perspective slightly to understand it's all divine perfection. There are no accidents and mistakes. And the concept of a success and the concept of a better is what I have to undo. I have this to undo has been that. something that I've been working on for, for a while now because I've always been raised with this expectation of like, oh, you're so talented at this. You're so good at that. Why aren't you at this place in your right. profession? Why aren't you? This is the conditioning that we all have to you deal know, with, especially in a Western environment. And you mentioned in our conversations before, most of the things that you expect of yourself have been imposed upon you by people who may have meant well, like your parents, your teachers, your role models, your you know gurus, whoever you, you may have chosen as the picture of the success in your definition as you want it. So, so the question then becomes, okay, if money, not even money, financial stability, right? Like independence for me personally, yep. my <clears throat> number one value, I would say is freedom, freedom from pressure from yourself, from the outside, like, you know, mm -hmm. so for example, financial freedom may mean I don't have to do something for money in order for me to eat my next meal or live in a place I want to live in. Mm -hmm. So that's financial stability. Emotional stability is like I don't depend on anyone's wanting to hang out with me for me to have feeling of social, emotional belonging, right? 
so freedom from judgment is like, well, I don't care if so-and-so thinks I'm not successful or not a good person because I'm in a position where I don't depend on their approval to do what I want to do, right? So freedom has been a you know, real value for me. That's something that I have always kind of wanted to move towards. And so my question then becomes like in this world where you kind of are so integrated and connected with other people, if everybody's playing a certain play on stage and you're like, well, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And then you're just kicked out of the play. What do you do as an actor? You're kicked out of someone else's play that you don't want to be in in the first place. You say, thank you. Well, as in life, you want to live, you want to have clothes and when you want to eat, when you want to eat, what you want to eat, right? So in other words, income, how do you manage that? Manage it to your needs, not your wants. It doesn't take much to address our immediate needs. Shelter, food, some human connection, some sense of purpose. It doesn't take much to do that. But now if we start to play with our desire systems, and our wanting of things, perhaps it's not just a roof. Perhaps it's a roof with X amount of rooms. Well, perhaps well, like, it's not just maybe food. It's roof, maybe it's this next restaurant that just opened roof up. That's right? your own versus like in a shelter for homeless people, right? Like people well, have. A, you, you could have it any which way is what yeah. I'm saying, but make it functional enough where you don't feel beholden to these responsibilities that were derived from these desires, right? There's a difference between addressing our needs and addressing our wants and so there's so a balance wants there are not good needs they're different wants and needs are very different right yeah. i might need a car and any car could satisfy that need but i might want a benz and that's a whole nother story why do right. i want it right it's like it's going to get me from point a to point b just like the other car for the most part but what does this say about me and my desire systems but on the need scale, it's a much different lift. So what so you're what saying is like follow about? your needs, not wants. Is that what you're saying? Try it both ways. See which way is more comfortable and which way is more tenable and, and, and you know what you're able to navigate kind of more effectively and efficiently. When you look around, the vast majority of people are in this system where they're taught what they need to do to get what they want. But you experience a whole other system. Yeah. You're saying, look around at these people, but you had a hell of a time looking around inside, right? With your yeah. eyes closed with yeah. no other people and you saw some brilliant stuff in there. I sure did. Right? So yeah. how about a little integration there? Why are we looking externally all the time through these lying eyes of ours that, you know, tell right. us this and that and get us caught up in other people's dramas and the media and the marketing of it all? Why are we getting so caught up out there? Well, maybe we're living too much out there. Maybe this life externalized 100% of the way isn't the way to go. Maybe the integration is finding some balance between the external world and the internal world. Because we know it's a rich, vibrant world in here when we close our eyes. In fact, it's so vast, right? It's vaster than what you experience in the external world because you were saying you wanted some expansion and you got yeah. the expansion by going inward. Doesn't, isn't that so like paradoxical in a sense well so you what, found vastness inside in this finite little thing when this whole world out here wasn't giving you what you were looking for right otherwise i wouldn't have come so exactly. so the interesting question becomes 
is it sustainable? Like you can't live your entire life inside on mushrooms, right? So I don't know. You want to find out? Help us, right? <laughs> Carve out some path that we could learn from. You know, we are uh, map makers of consciousness, as it is said. So carve away discover some uncharted territory and tell us what you see help us fill in our mental cognitive models based on your map making and your exploration of these uncharted areas and territories and that's what we could do for one another we could live a really funky life and share with the tribe what we're seeing on our exploratory journey so that they could have new pathways to embark new territories as far as we can take them, they'll pick up from there. So don't we owe it to one another to explore the far reaches of, of these consciousness uh, sure maps we that find. we have access to? Again, how do we balance? It depends on what you're into, man. You know, yeah. balance is the natural order. Right. Because th th that was the thing, because it was so beautiful during, but I'm acutely aware that that cannot be a permanent state. You know, in What is that? So what are we talking about? I, this is beautiful. So what is that that you speak of? And this permanent state. Well, maybe when we get into adulthood or into our career role or the personhood that I've designed for myself, that narrative, maybe I think it's so much more valuable than being a firefighter or playing a firefighter that I get caught up in that role and I refuse to put it down. But I'm saying, wasn't the joy that we were experiencing when we were kids, wasn't it actually shedding of roles and putting new roles on that made us feel alive and vibrant? There is a difference. There is a difference between that and an adult doing that because a kid has, by the system, been provided by not having to care, you know, to how worry you about know their needs being you, met. How, are you, how do you know with certainty that you're not being cared for, that you're not being provided for, that everything in your entire life story that you look back on right now wasn't brought to you? It's the concept of me being a separate doer, this goal-oriented linear thinker that's been instilled into our minds, that's been conditioned onto us, that has us out there, you know, drawing straight lines towards things and getting them or not, right? And then feeling a certain level of achievement or not based on, you know, that output, based on those attainments. But maybe no, maybe it's actually all been coming at us the whole time. So maybe it's a shift in perspective that you're talking about. So the choosing of a job that you've been offered, the effort that you put into going to college so you can be eligible for these offers, right? So the experiences that people have had or I've had in my life, what you're saying sounds... It's counterintuitive. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean it's not accurate. Right. So I'm saying, you're saying, you know, how do you address all of these real life matters right. when you shed the role? Right. And I'm saying, well, why don't you find out? Right. Or... It's a fear or, of finding out that, that actually, well, you know, you, you, you stop playing the game, you get it's shunned. It's a fear of finding out that the Socrates quote is true. All I know is I know nothing. Right. That's the fear. Because if right. that's true, holy shit. Yeah. What are the implications? I've been playing the game all wrong. Yeah. I have to throw out that model that I spent all these years building up in favor of an unknown model. And holy shit, I'm not doing that. That's too scary. That's filled with too many potential pitfalls. I'm not doing that. I'd rather stay on the hamster wheel. Ah, okay, wish granted. Right. But if you want to live life, why don't you try, right, to give up everything you think you know and actually start living life instead of playing the role? So, I don't know. But if you find out 
maybe you'll have something to share with us and inform the next listener, right? That's caught up in the same exact way because we all are. So would your advice be like, quit your job, don't respond to responsibilities? I don't give advice, man. I, I'm just well, on I mean, perspective like what, out here. From, from where you are, from your perspective, would that be a more appropriate thing to do than to remain in I'm your job? I'm not saying it's appropriate or inappropriate, man. I'm just saying it's another way to play the game. Well, which way would you recommend? Right? I don't recommend anything. Stop that. <laughs> how do you know? Like, how do you really, really know that all of these things that you think you're out there doing aren't being done to you? How do we really know without the opportunity to try? Could we then say if everything is being done to me, is it then not life playing through me as a hamster running through the hamster wheel? And then like, it is. So I should just like stop worrying about it and enjoy. Ah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. This is great. This All is right. fun.